What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, Tommy Demedes. Hey, Cat, how you doing? All right, good. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Tommy, again, we have a lot to get into. I know, dude. Uh, I, yeah, I, I started writing down all the stuff I want to get into tonight, but, uh, you know, in regular fashion, why don't we get into the conference championship game uh, this past weekend, which, again... It did not disappoint. Um, you know, when the wild card round happened, I was a little disappointed yeah, because four out of the six games were blowouts, including my own. But, you know, I'm telling you, these past two weeks, man, is what I watch football for. Best postseason. Absolutely. I, I'm like, again, I, I said this last week about the recency bias thing. I don't really think that's an excuse. I think this is the best postseason yeah. I've ever watched. It's, it's, been, it's been awesome. Yeah. And uh, I just, like, let, let's just jump into the AFC yep. championship game yep. real quick. And... Another collapse by Andy. Um, I saw like a stat. It was like he's been to well, he went to four with us, and I think he's been to three with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. So well, you know he's been four overall, four uh, conference championship games. Yeah. Um, and he's won two and he's lost two. I thought he's been, no, he went to four with just the Eagles. Oh and no, then, the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs went he to four with the Chiefs. Four. Oh, four. okay. Yeah, yeah. This, so this was the four. So that, that okay, yeah. that, that that's refreshing. He lost memory. the Patriots and he lost the Bengals and then they beat. Bills and uh, they did beat the Bills twice, I think. Yeah, and wow, Bills can't get out of their own way with them, but anyway. So, out of those eight championship games, he was favored in five of them. Uh, No, he was no, I'm sorry, wait, Ah, I gotta pull it up, but it's like he was favored in like an X amount, I forget what it was, but he's lost all the ones he was favored in. Do you you have more on that? I, I, and and you know, again, this I can't really speak on this until I watch it back. Like I would have to watch it back to give a full, concrete thought on this. But how much of it was on Andy versus how much was it on Patty? I'm glad you brought that up because I don't put this game on Andy at all. I was gonna say I was like I was like uh, I think like and again Patty was great the first half. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not saying all the blames on Patrick Mahomes, but that second half I thought Mahomes like just was not he was you know, rattled yeah, yeah he was he, rattled. He was just not good yeah and, and it was just like you know they weren't because again you know it sometimes it's like you can look at the atlanta uh, new england game where that Ooh. game i was just like you like the coaching staff like kyle shanahan and dan quinn i'm like you are blowing this like, yes you like run the ball run the ball like yep. what are you doing not taking like, any time off the clock like, and then when they were in field goal range they threw it and they got they went to throw they got sacked knocked out and I remember. turning point yep. like that was like a that's a coaching staff like that is like that's coaching like you you screwed up this game i was more so like because again you know you can execution like has really it has some something to do with the coach obviously but of like course. You know, sometimes executions like, uh, man, I need to make that throw. Like, yeah. you got to make a throw. Or like, receiver, I need you to catch that ball. Yeah, right. There's not much you can do. It's out of your hands for the player. Like, yeah. And this, I felt like, uh, I, I thought the game plan was fine in the second half. Like, you're up, what? What was it? 20, 21 to 6? 21 to 3. It was 21 to 3. I know it was 21 to 3. and then Yeah, because they got a touchdown in the second half. To make a 21 10. point conversion, right? Or, no, I don't know. No, nah, me either, honestly. But I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm, actually, you know what? I'm pretty confident that it was 21 3 at half, and then the Bengals came out and scored a touchdown. Oh, no, 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 no. it was 21 10 at half. It was 21 10 at half. Okay, all right. Yeah, they got the two point conversion later. That's right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. 
because they scored they scored the touch or uh, they scored they they kicked the field goal and then they scored a touchdown and went for two and they got it and they, that tied the game up. That's one of Right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I I feel like this second half collapse was mostly on Patty. Um, uh, again, you know, you look at 26 and 39, 275, three touchdowns, two interceptions. The second interception, obviously, in overtime, um, you know, tip ball, but still like kind of an ill advised throw, uh, but whatever. Uh, but it's like the, a punt. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of. Um, but that other interception um, was obviously bad. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, you got to give credit to the Bengals. Dude. Like, Got it. Like, we had them going like four or five and something, five wins, like four, four wins, five wins, something like that. And Jesus, I, I, uh, good for them. Yeah, and, good and, for them. I think we both expected their offense to be pretty high powered in terms of like those big plays. And our big concern was the offensive line is going to, you know, lose them games. And to be honest, they should have, but Joe Burrow, in spite of them, like, you know, he's getting sacked nine times a game, but right. still pulling off this. And the defense, like, again, we were saying, oh, Trey Henderson? Trey Henderson was unbelievable. Oh, he's been he's been awesome. Jesse Bates, unbelievable. Oh, yes. Von Bell, unbelievable. And they're not talked about because they play in Cincinnati. Exactly. And, and, Sam yeah. Hubbard, yeah. another great like, role player. Even Chidobia Wuzia. Chidobia Wuzia. has been like, great. Eli Apple. Uh, right? It's just you he made can't, a couple big plays in this game. You I, know, he had that drop interception. And and, and he's an I, I hate the face player for me. I don't he's know. a douchebag. Yeah, he is. A yeah. But, you know, but good credit credit where credits do, man. I do, okay, yeah. like, the, the way the that they battled back, and I tell you what, uh, not I'm not going to say this in terms of like talent, even though he's got loads of it, but in terms of like that Kobe, like Tom Brady, like killer instinct. Joe Burrow is the last quarterback I want to face. Even like, like he I'm, is scary. He is like where he's like, oh, oh yeah, like you think it's over, or like, oh, like, oh you think you got me? Right. Watch this. And like I'm I, not done. I'm not done until the fucking final. A hundred percent. And I'm glad you brought that up too because I was watching the conference championship games of uh, Carissa's. You know, I was with Carissa watching the games and stuff, and you know she doesn't watch like too much football yeah. at all. But they there was a point where they like had the camera on Joe Burrow's face. And she makes a comment. She's like, "Oh wow, he's like, he he, he has that like he has that it. Yeah. You know, you could just tell by he his swag. Yeah. He has the swag. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, like, you could just tell like he's made for these moments yep. and like made to play in these yep. type of games. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you know what? I, good for yeah, you. You know, yeah. do you want to get on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, we, like, should, we should have known they were going to win that game when he came up in that jacket. Oh, the oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. But, uh, like, again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, like, Mahomes doesn't have that. Allen doesn't have that. Because they absolutely do. I, I, and, like, look, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, every now, every now and then something like this happens, and you either have a bad game, and timing is, is all over the place. Like, right. The conference championship it could be the first game of the season. It doesn't matter. You get a bad game, you get a bad half, you get a bad series that can change the game, right. and you lose, and you come out of the and like people are going to overanalyze everything. It's what they do. Of course, sometimes there's merit to it, sometimes there's not. Yeah, and th- but like th- like this, like in terms of that, like Tom Brady, like where it's just like you never count them out, and the more bad things happen, the more pissed off and just insane he plays. 
Joe Burrow has that. And he's the last quarterback that I would want to play in terms of like, I, I would just never feel comfortable. I would never feel comfortable. I know. Cause like, you yeah. just know he doesn't give up. And just like another turning point in this game was when Chris Jones went in for the sack. Oh, Adam and, and he Joe, ran and he ran the for the first down, down. and you, oh. that, that's when you knew it's like they're gonna score this drive. First drive, you know? two of Joe Burrow. I know, and fast, and and he's very fast. He's like a freak defensive oh. tackle, like second and, best defensive tackle in the league in my eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, I w- I would agree with that. Well, yeah, well, you can at least say top five. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I just yeah, you're right. I don't know who I would put ahead of him. Obviously, Donald. Um, but Donald plays more end, doesn't he? He, like he moves around, but like yeah. for the sake of argument, let's just say he's yeah. a defensive tackle. Yeah. He's not a traditional like end because he moves. There so used much. to be such an influx of these like star defensive tackles, and there's not too much of it. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Like Clay like, Campbell was Clay, kind of one that was yeah, he was a DN, but yeah. like K one Short, K one Short, um, Gerald McCoy, Cam Hayward, who's still playing, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, you know, which he's still a, yeah. a respected player, but he's yeah. let's just be honest, he's not the player. He's well, yeah. I, well, I mean, this, I would say after last year, I would still say that this year he had a very yeah. good year, but they also used him uh, very strangely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how frequently they use him. There are games where I watched closely where I was like, "What are they doing?" See, like what did it for me was, and I'm, I'm going to make this short Eagles talk because you know it's it's not about the Eagles right yeah. now. We have so many other things to talk about, yeah. so I'll just add this in. You know, Fletcher Cox did come out and say that he didn't like the scheme. He said he's paid to sack quarterbacks, not paid to play the run, which is 100%. I mean, Fletch, don't say that yeah, publicly. Yeah, I was, like, was going to yeah. say, I was like, yeah, yeah I like, don't come out that. and say that, but. I get it, but, like, and then, that's not what. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that's like, Fletch, come on, shut up. Especially for an interior line. Exactly. So, so, and then and then I watched the wild card game, and I saw him stand up and rush the passer, and that just pissed me off. Yeah. So. He's not that. That's all I got to say about the Eagles. We'll have much more to say because I fully expect the Eagles to be very aggressive this offseason. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll get into that later on. But it's about the championship games, and credit to Joe Burrow and their defensive coordinator for making those oh. halftime adjustments. Oh, my God. He I, can, I, 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 I just, there's such a science for that that yeah. I just love to watch. Like, how is this team going to come out? And, and and again, football is much different than the other major sports. Like, I mean, they're all different, obviously, but like in, in some of the other sports, there's only so much you can do. Like baseball, it's like, okay, you take a pitcher out. Right. Like, you know, where you maybe pinch hit somebody. That's really it. Basketball. Oh, we're gonna play, you know, more of a zone or a man up. Man right. Man. There's five players or whatever. Hockey, same thing. But and you're gliding on ice. There's only really so much you can do to shut down. It's kind and of you're on like forty second shifts. Yeah, and, and, you know? it's, and it's also kind of like the luck of the bounce. It's yeah. really kind of in hockey, in my opinion. You could disagree with this a lot. It's really on the coaches to make the line changes at the that, at the that, time. That that and honestly, just motivating your players. Exactly. Like, hey, you guys need to get out there. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you gotta know football, what lines to play at certain times, and like just have like the like all your ducks in a row, yeah. you know. So that's just my but, opinion. But football is literally like a chess match where it's scheme versus scheme, where like you can tell, maybe not all the time you can tell what the exact play is, but you based on your you know table and study, you have an idea, and you can be like, huh, the way that they're lining up right here, the way that they're playing this half, where they're targeting this person, they're like going downfield or doing bubble screens, like we need to find a way to combat that, shut that down and test them 
in the other way. Right. And to be able to switch it up and make it work and have your guys perform that is that's really a testament to coaching and and and, and your schemes and just the the vision that yes. you have. And, and it's very impressive. And I thought it was impressive yeah. too, especially to stop that kind of offense. If that, you know, I, I forget the Bengals defensive coordinator's name and, you know, it's shame me. Lou, Lou, uh, a man, uh, can't pronounce it. Yeah. It was Lou, he interviewed for the Giants, actually. He did, actually. Uh, so, he's not going to get a job this cycle, but yeah. keep an eye out for him yeah. next year. Keep, yeah. a, keep a big eye out for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the defense. If you stop really, the Chiefs like that, that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Yeah, I thought the defense really showed up. I mean, Sam Hubbard had a hell of a game. Yes. Uh, eight tackles, uh, two sacks, one tackle for a loss, two QB hits. Like, he was a monster. Um, I mean, you know, they, they, they were really starting to pressure him, especially when they needed that clutch moments, like at the, when they knocked him back and forced the fumble yep. and everything. Like, where, like, because again, that sequence, I was I was watching it uh, with my girlfriend and her mother, and that was when I think there was like, what, a minute, minute 30 left, Chiefs were on like the 12 yard line. And I was like, this is one of, and I, I brought this up, like, trying to explain and. Uh, my girlfriend's mom is like actually a big football fan, so she kind of like she kind of gets it. But you know, Kate may not really understand like kind of like the, the nuance of things. So like, this is a very interesting sequence here because it's first and ten. Um, like, there's there's limited timeouts. They might, the Bengals might even have timeouts, but the Chiefs were down. They were down twenty four to twenty one, so they were losing, and they were like, hey, what we need to do is we need to run the clock down. We can't throw it and risk an incomplete pass that stops right. the clock because we don't want, at the worst case scenario, we kick a field goal to tie it and the Bengals have the time on the clock. Right. We need to run it, but at the same time is we have to play to win. So it's a very interesting thing, like because you run it, like you're on twelve yard line, you can run it, you might be able to run it in, but like they're going to be playing the run. They know the situation, so you're running and you're getting stopped three times. You're on the clock down, kick the field goal, you go to overtime. It's anyone's game, but. You could be like, hey, we're up at the 12-yard line. We can win this game right here. Uh-huh. So it's a very, very, like, it, it, you don't really see this, especially in this magnitude of the conference championship, you don't really see a lot of it come down to that. It's right. similar to something that happened to the Giants years ago with the, the Patriots, in the Super Bowl. The Patriots with Bradshaw ran it and he tried to fall down at the one, but he fell into the end zone. Okay. That was the same kind of situation. Like, he gave Brady a little bit too much time. Obviously, it ended up working. They won. They, they stopped him. Exactly. You didn't want to give that time up. So, but if they if they saw, if Brady came out somehow winning that game, you know that's being talked about exactly, today. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and to the Bengals' credit, they they held Pat, and not only did they hold Pat, they came up with that huge sack fumble. Um, yeah. That Chiefs recovered, but then that forced him to make a field goal, and it wasn't a gimme field goal. It was a forty-something yard field goal. I, ju- I turned back to Chris, and I was like, "This isn't guaranteed no, right now." It, so, it like, because before it was guaranteed. Yeah. Now, now you have all the momentum in the Bengals' corner right now, so I would not be surprised if he missed this field goal. Because I was like, before it's like uh, either the Chiefs win it here or they keep the field goal and they win. And then after that second, I was like, Chiefs might lose this game. Yeah. Because like. I honestly think Harrison Bucker is the most overrated kicker in football. Because, <laughs> uh, like, again, what, last year, everyone was saying he's the best kicker in football. He misses extra points like it's his job. I mean, as, and, long, as long as Justin Tucker's playing, I mean, you, you well, can't. Yeah, no, it's, I, 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 I know what you're, I know I, what you're I, saying. Justin Tucker's definitely the best. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying Harrison Bucker is he's like right there with him. In a league kicker, I'm like, because he's got he's got a big leg. Uh, I I see him miss extra. I had him on two fantasy teams. He misses extra points like more than anyone. He does. And, And I was like. And for really any kicker, like a 40-something yard field goal where most of them hit it, right. like, it's not a gimme. Like, you never know. A little bit left, a little bit right, you can miss it. And uh, he made it, but Bengals, uh, they came out and they got the job done when they needed to. They came with a big stop, that big interception. Uh, when that interception happened, you just knew. Yeah. Like, that was it. You exactly. Pearson's been... Unreal yeah. for them. Bengals um, had all the offensive momentum in the second half. Like, no doubt in my mind, they were going down that field again field goal range. Yeah, and I mean, everyone on the Bengals. And, uh, by I, the way, Mixon wasn't even touched on the last run. I, 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 let me just get, on, get at that. Okay. That last uh, series after that pick, Mixon was incredible. Yeah. Mixon was – and he had a great game overall, but that last sequence, he – that was – he won it. Yeah. He won it. Um, Those Mixon draft years in fantasy football are going to be paying off, man. man. Because he, he, <laughs> he, really, he really showed up. Obviously, like Joe Burrow, the big X factor, but Mixon was tremendous. T. Higgins had the game of his life. Carissa even um, said it too. She goes, Who is this guy, 85? Yeah. He's, he's killing it. And, and he's I, huge. I have a soft spot for T. Higgins because like I loved him out of the draft. And I, no, but <laughs> I loved him out of the draft. And I drafted him in my dynasty league because I had a lot of faith in him. Unfortunately, I traded him off this past year. So tanking and I needed to get picked so I traded him off but I always like when you when you when you play in a dynasty league and you have players that are long term you always have a soft spot for him. Of course. And T Higgins I always loved root for him and he was just phenomenal in this game. Yeah, he was. So Samaj so Ryan too. That great He was awesome run. too. Was yeah awesome. absolutely that screen pass. Yeah. Oh my God, that was awesome. And uh shout out to Trey Hendrickson too. Remember that one play where uh Mahomes was scrambling? And Henry, uh, Hendrickson was just, like, running with him the entire yeah, freaking time. I, I think it ended in, like, a three-yard gain for, like, Mahomes. But, I mean, he was with him the whole time. He had to go to the sideline. You know, he was uh, down on one knee. Yeah, he had one and a half sacks, too. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been awesome. And yeah. uh, since we're talking about it right now, he's got an update on the phone. Jeremy Fowler reported that uh, the Saints want to speak to Eric Bieniemy for their head coaching Thank position. Thank God. That I is know. such a good yeah. replacement for Sean Payton. I know. Well, I mean, if it works out, I mean, I, I hope it does. Imagine that. Like Kansas City offense losing Kafka and the enemy. It would be interesting to see. All right. Oh, you know, we know Andy is all about the enemy getting a head coach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Andy wants his guys to succeed. But probably like especially the enemy. The greatest coaching tree in history. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. It's not it's not even close. It's not close. Yeah. It's it's really not. Absolutely. And I, I felt I felt bad for him when, when he lost that game. Because he's he's so close all these times and he always has these great teams, but for some reason, it's just... I don't take anything away from them. No. Again, sometimes it's on the players to execute. It is. Like, it you is. Know, I, I just... I don't take Couldn't I have Travis Kelsey a little more involved? Yeah. You know? uh, sure, not, I'm not saying perfect, but like, right. I, like, Andy is still one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah. Like, I'll always root for Andy no matter what he does. Like, people can say, oh, well... You know, you've been to the conference championship so many times, like, what, you only made it to the Super Bowl this month. You, 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 know, you came like, to the conference championships, like, a dozen times. Do you have any idea how... How many other coaches have done that? Exactly. I would be so happy with the resume that Andy has yeah. built up, you know? Yeah. Like, sorry he has one championship to show for it and stuff like that, but, you know, just... He made... He, the amount... The, what he did for Philly, you know, because we were non-existent for years. He made us, like, relevant for, like... 
10, like, like, I don't know. He came in 99, we didn't have a good year. 2000 was like a good year. And then 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, NFC Championships and, you know, just, it was, it was awesome. So anyway, um, so let's jump into the second game, which was, I don't know, it was a little boring for my tasting uh, coming from that last game, but yeah. another collapse so, from uh, Kyle Shanahan again. He's setting records for, uh, you know, comebacks against him at this point. So uh, I, I agree with you with um, mostly boring. I thought the second half was great. Second half was great. I thought the second half was, uh, was honestly like, again, it lived up to the bill of this postseason where it, it was like, oh, um, you know, the first half, the first half, you're like, ah, you know, this is, like, this is going to be another kind of like crappy game. The second half, even though it was, it was you know, 2017, you look at that, you're like, how could this be like such a great game? There was so much drama in that fourth quarter. Like, I, my mom, who, like, a month ago, shout out my mom if you're listening, <laughs> got into football. Like, shout out Mrs. O'Brien. Like, she, like, <laughs> Super got into it, uh, and this woman's texting me nonstop, like everything that's going on, like and like again, there's someone watching play football her life, so she understands like the game to an extent. But she's like, oh, they need an interception here. She called the interception. Good she for said, her, dude. They need an interception, and she's like, ah, I put it the <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe it. And of course, I, I spoke it into the universe. And I had money <laughs> on the Rams, so it's like I was very uh, happy about that. But, right. Um, uh, I mean, this. Uh, so we'll we'll start. Let, let's start with the, the first half. This just looked kind of like the the other game, the last game they played against each other, where it's like, man, this is going to be one of those sloppy games where San Francisco's defense kind of just like holds down the Rams' offense, and they just kind of wilt their way to because again the Rams defense well, played good. The only thing different about this time was San Francisco was playing with a lead. They were yeah. playing from behind yeah. last game. Yeah. So Kyle Shannon should just try to be behind the entire time he can. Yeah. You know, and then just like you know come come through with the, with some miraculous honestly, comeback. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but let me just touch on the, the Niners first. Good, good. I get into just everything else. Uh, now I, I called my X Factor again, Debo Samuel, and I think he absolutely was the X Factor, the He's only so X Factor on the offense. That huge 44 yard run or, or catch, sorry. Yep. Um, but he he was tremendous. Um, had about about 100 yards uh, total. Uh, he was great. And and this, I don't know if I put it on Kyle Shanahan or if I just put it on Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, limitations. But I would. George Kittle. Yeah. And yes, he had that big touchdown. So that that was great. But the dude had two catches for 27 yards and five targets. I get it. You're a running offense. But Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries for 20 yards. I know. Debo Samuel had seven carries for 26 yards. That that was it. Like, I know. I was like, all right. So They had nothing going so on. So I was like, okay, so... Like you gotta, you gotta adapt, and that's on Shanahan there. Yes. Um, and I guess he kind of did. I mean, because like Elijah Mitchell had eleven carries, that's not a lot. No. Debo had seven carries. That's, I mean, a lot for a wide receiver. But well, come like, on, you have eighteen yeah. carries there. But, but like, how many attempts and completions did he have, Garoppolo? He was sixteen of thirty, which is very Garoppolo-esque. But I think the main thing was the it's time flirting with fifty percent. The time of possession. Was Actually, it's a, no, it's a, 24 minutes for San Francisco, 35 minutes for 
almost 36 minutes for LA. Yeah, a lot, lot of uh, I no movement with the ball but with them. You when know? you when you lose a game by three points and there is over, lost by there's an over 10 minute point differential, that's on you for not being able to like. like you gotta sustain like, drive time management and like clock management there. Like that's especially when you're up. Like, I know. That's bad and. Look, George Kittle is an absolute star, and he has five targets. And again, I, this is why I say a lot of it, I think, is on Jimmy, because that one that one play where Kittle's up the seam and wide open. I know. Garoppolo overthrows him. I was just like, it's like this you- is why Jimmy G ain't it. This is why I don't care where he He'd goes. He'd still be running now. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, like, is Jimmy G a uh, run-of-the-mill, mediocre, fine quarterback that could be a bridge guy and win you some games? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is you had me at mediocre. Is he going to win you a championship? No. Never. 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 I don't care how good your team is. He will never do it, no matter the situation. Even if everyone else wins it, if another team starts coming back, he's not going to be the guy. And I agree with you. I really just, I mean, how George Kittle has two catches for 27 yards. And again, that one, 16 of those yards came on that touchdown. If it wasn't for that play, he has one catch for 11 yards. Yeah, or whatever. No. nothing. Yeah. He was there for a blocking, like, you know, an extra blocker really too yeah. much, you know. Um, but so, but, and so that's the San Francisco offense. I thought, the San Francisco defense was very, very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I expected that. I yeah. really did. I expected that. Uh, and if you, hold the, was great. if you hold the Rams below 20 points, I mean, well, they had 20. 20. But, like, you know, if you hold them to that, I mean, you kind of you got to yeah. do something here on offense. How, how yeah. about the Miko Ryans, you know? Yeah, I thought uh, Bosa was great. I thought um, Tart, except for that, you know, obviously that big dropped interception. I thought he was very good. Fred Warner was terrific. Uh, Jimmy Ward was huge, uh, really showing his captaincy there. He had that big pick in the end zone. Um, but the Rams, they did pretty much exactly uh, what I thought they would. Stafford, yeah. huge game, 337 yards, two touchdowns, and the interception. That really wasn't his fault. Right. Um, uh, Cooper Cup did what Cooper Cup does, which I expected. And like I said, I, I, I sure I had Odell be my X-Factor. I don't know if he was my X-Factor this past game or the game before, but nine catches for 113 yards. That was huge. I think that was the real, like, that really was the X-Factor because getting Odell more involved opens up those big plays for Cup, which is what led to those touchdowns. Right. So he was tremendous. Um, He's actually been, actually, I saw this on Coward. Actually, just a clip on Twitter when I was scrolling by. Odell is the highest graded wide receiver in the playoffs right now. Is he? Yeah. Good for him, man. Yeah. I, I, Baker. I, I, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But I uh, I love to see it. I love to see him kind of revitalizing his his career here and just showing that he can still be an elite wide receiver because, I mean, and I, I really I say this and it's, there's it, there's no hyperbole here. There are very few at the wide receiver position that I've seen more talented than Odell Beckham Jr. No, to say, not to, like again, talent and production are two different things. Absolutely. But talent-wise, I've seen very few people with the talent that Odell has, and I really hope that 
finds a home here and can, you know, be a force here for the next. Because if, if Odell's at the top of his game, which he's gotten better and better and better every single week, uh, do a, a trio of Cup, Odell, and Robert Woods for oh Stafford and McVay to work with, model. I know. That is, that's something. And, yeah. and again, like, it, it, it's it's stuff like that where everything that, sh- like, that should happen happens. Murphy's Law. That that makes me as a football fan like attracted to it. Like I I like the Rams. Like I I root for them because of that. Because right. I'm like I'm like you guys do everything that you should do. You do. Yes. And it's fun to watch, and it, I just love watching the football. And it's good on good on the Rams for it. Uh, obviously, they were down. It was kind of like a slow start, but it's kind of like weird little you know lapses here and there. Um, but at, at the end of the day, they ended up getting the dub. Um, and you know, I want to give a big shout out to Eric Weddle. Yeah, dude, Eric coming Weddle. off the freaking sofa to play to play like and have the most tackles. I was gonna say, that's yeah. the team in tackles, had a tackle for a loss. Yeah. And again, like you know, this dude's 37 years old. They got him off the couch, and you're not really hey, come win a ring, baby. You're not expecting him to be like this, like the coverage master at this point, like, right? You pretty much want him, like, you know, playing the run and, like, you know, stop, like, being that, like... But his football IQ is just... off the charts. And that that exceeds his physical ability. But for him to come in here and play like this, lead the team in tackles in the the biggest game of the year for them so far is really saying something. And another guy I want to get into real quickly, who I, I really think has had a great year, But Troy Reader. Ah, Troy Reader. Who, again, we're kind of talking off the air about, like, guys that are, are solid. They're not, you know, pro bowl or all pro guys. But I, yes. Troy yes. Reader had a huge game. And I, I've really been watching him a lot recently and been like, man, this guy is a, a solid impact player for this defense. Like, he they use him rushing the passer. They, you know, drop back coverage. And he's not like – exceptional at any one thing, but he's solid across the board. And yes. He's really, like, becoming kind of like a, uh, you know, a, a mainstay of this defense that, like, gives them their identity. Um, and I like to see that. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I thought he I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, and, and other than that, like, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I got nothing more to add yeah, here, but really not- good comeback by the Rams. I mean. They almost shot themselves in the foot. They ran out of timeouts with like what end of the third quarter. They had no timeouts, yeah. so they couldn't even challenge anything. And, By the uh, way, too, uh, and and this is something that's really driving me crazy. Yeah, it's, and, it's I, and I've said this too. Grinding your gears. A lot of the times, I, I find this happens with coaches that I view and most people view as genius coaches. That challenge by McVeigh. Was horrendous. You know what that challenge was? I looked at Chris. That's desperation. But, but because he didn't feel he was going to win that game. And that's the case. That's even worse. Exactly. But, but why else would you challenge that? But like, I mean, 
Come on. He wasn't anywhere near it. Come on. Anywhere near it. Oh, you're talking about the, the first down thing. I'm talking about the first I'm down I'm talking about the fumble. Oh, both of them. The fumble. Both of them were was, bad. I mean, both of them, both of them were bad. Yeah, both, both of them were bad. But the, but the fumble was later in the game. Right. Where you And that was your last time. You needed okay. that timeout. Right. You needed that timeout. But even, like, just going back to the first one where Stafford stuck it, nowhere near nowhere, the first down. Nowhere. I 100% agree. Just take it. 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. But, like, the, 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 the other one was kind of, like, game – really on the line where like that timeout is going to come into play. Like you might very right. well need I know that in timeout. LA we don't care about draft picks, but now we don't care about timeouts. Yeah. You know, like what like <laughs> what are we doing here? It, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Like how could you see that? And and, and two, I mean, this uh, there, I don't know I don't I, I you never really see this a lot. I mean who knows what people are saying in the headset. But, like, I never see, like, coaches come over, like, talking to other coaches about, like, a challenge. Like, usually I just see, like, the one coach stand there and, like, and throw the flag. I don't know who was in his ear, like, maybe, like, saying, yeah, challenge it. Or if he just, like, did it on his own. Less need. Yeah, right. But that was horrendously bad. And I was, like, there was a part of me that's, like, man – I hope this comeback – I wanted the Rams to win, so it, I wasn't really – I know. I like, picked the Niners out of fun. For the integrity yeah. of it, I was just like, I hope this comes back to bite them because yes. that is a horrible situational challenge where, A, it was a fourth down anyway, which they ended up going for, uh-huh. my dad. Yep. And uh, – or well, they didn't, they didn't end up going, but they, they were trying to snap them because it was the end of the quarter. They, they were trying to jump them off sides. But it was, it was a fourth down. Yes. And they're, they're like, you need that timeout. It's it's the end. It's the game is that close. I was like, how how do you think that challenge? What is the best case scenario? There's a good chance you might get the ball back the very next play. Field position, I, dude, like I, I'm it's with a you, man. Move. That's I'm a with you. Move. Like playing field position. Like, yeah. I'm with you. Dude, uh, I, I, I am with you, man. I, I, I love I Sean know. McVay, but, man, I've Me seen too. a lot of plays like that from him. Or a lot you of love coaching. Sean McVay more than I do. Yeah, I think that but, one just, like, you know, just but, regurgitates all of his crap. But the thing is, though, I, I've seen a lot of, like, head-scratching stuff from a lot of great coaches, but most of them come from Sean McVay, where I'm just like, I think offensively, like drawing up schemes and stuff, you are terrific. Terrific. But I think in others, like clock management and that, we need to have a seminar for you. Because yes. Because it is bad. Yeah. Not okay. It's bad. It's bad. It's like, very bad. Oh. So, like, just to wrap it up a little bit, my early – we're not going to make our picks for the Super Bowl yet. We still got another week here. So, wait. It, but I'm leaning Bengals. I'm – And you want to know Why? Zach Taylor was on McVay's staff, actually. And so I feel like he knows McVay more than most people and all that kind of stuff. So McVay might not know Taylor too much of what he would do in certain situations. McVay so. also might know that, though, and he's like, I got to. Sure, he might know that, though. I'm just, because he has the players to do it. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. Yeah. But I do like the Bengals more a little bit. As we talk today, because of that relationship. Here's the thing. Here's what it comes down to. Talent versus moxie and grit and swag. Yeah. That's three of them right there. One team's got a whole bunch of that, and the other team's got a whole bunch of talent. Which is going to – Someone's got to get I am so, like, in between, like, what I – like Because, like, 
The better team's the Rams. The Rams are the better team. No one's gonna. No one's gonna. No one's debating that. Yeah. The Chiefs are the better team. They're the better. Right. Team. Uh, the um, the Titans were the better team. Titans are the better team. The Raiders. Nah. They're right there with they're the right, they're the same same level. Right there. Boxy grit swag. And actually overcoming everything. To be honest with you, the Raiders, you know, were kind of like shooted out of a call. They, uh, that that call, they blew the whistle, man, and the rule book call, is supposed to be dead. Dude. I, I mean, we, we can talk about it, but I, I mean that that I'm that, just play, saying. that play was pretty much a catch like, as the whistle was being blown. Maybe but that's the, that's maybe the DB stopped running because he heard the whistle. You know? Maybe, but it was a split right? second, and you're and it's a game of split second, so maybe that split second changed everything. But at the same time. They blew that whistle, and that DB, like, maybe is able to lunge forward, but still, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know how much that whistle affected that play. I'm just – It still was a mistake. Like, it's don't get me wrong. Like, that's still definitely a, a problem, but, you know. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. you know, you can make the argument for it. But, hey, yeah. you know what? It's all in the past. Yeah. Bengals are here, and as we stand today, but, I'm gonna do my analysis even more so because we got two weeks to make our picks. But hey, man, you can't. Yeah, very fun Super Bowl, and you know what? Uh, and pretty much after again, sorry, Cowboys fans. After the Cowboys were eliminated, you're most Cowboys fans. I was pretty much like, I'm good with any team that wins this. Like, I will find I, there's a, there's something that I'll be happy for each team that wins it. But I mean, Rams, Bengals, like, I. Whoever wins this, I'll be ecstatic for. Right. And I just love the matchup. Like, you'd think I would say, like, high-powered offense is going up against each other. Obviously, the Rams have, like, that talented defense where they have stars with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and yep. Floyd and, you know, got, and guys I like said that. It, I said it last week going into the game. Two Hall of Famers, one perennial all bowler. But, but you know what? Like, the Bengals all year where we were like, ah, the defense, like that's that's gonna be the real I mean the offensive line's a big issue, but the defense is the real issue. This Bengals defense is good. Yeah, it's very it's good. good. It's very good. Trey Anderson, Sam Robert, Jesse Bates, who in my eyes is the best safety in football. Von Bell, who has been terrific this year. Like, terrific. The, like, I He's mean, the one who had the pick, right? Yeah, yeah, he got the pick at the end. It's a, it's a very, very evenly where you don't think it's evenly matched. And I would say the big X factor is the offensive lines here because I think that's where it could go downhill for Cincinnati. It could. It could. Real, real real quick. And that's where, that's why I still kind of like lean the Rams. Like I kind of want the Bengals, but then like I still kind of lean the Rams because of that factor. Because you have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd going up against that sorry group. Yeah. That's going to be trouble. Like the Titans sat the Titans, who, in my eyes, and I'm not going to say worse, like as in they're bad because they actually outperformed a lot of what I thought they would. Yeah, they, they, yeah, eventually. Yeah. But in terms of the playoffs, they had one of the weaker defenses. Um, in terms, like real like stars that could really get after right. back. They sacked them nine times. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- this Rams team is going to get after you. So exactly. we'll see what happens there. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey out there to but, shut down Cup. Besides that, like these teams are pretty evenly matched, but that's going to be the big X factor. It is, it is, and like I tweeted out during that uh, Titans game, you know, Chase obviously was a great pick at number five, but the t- the game against the Titans where you think like what could have been with Penny Sewell, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, 
They're in the Super Bowl right now. Exactly. No, like, I know. I like know. I said, like I said, you were more Chase than I. I was more Sewell. You were more Chase. Yeah. And I've, I've kind of gone back. I've, I've said, you know what, Chase is the right pick because, sure, yes, the offensive line is de- definitely a focus point. But guess what? Right now, it seems like that's the only focus. Point. I know. I was more Chase because I love Jamar Chase um, as a player. I wanted the Eagles to get him so freaking bad. You had no idea. He's my number one, and then the rest of the guys, you could have your picks, in my opinion, at that time. I know Devontae Smith. I'm very happy to have Devontae, yeah. but, you know, I just – you can't ignore the LSU connection. That's what I'm saying. But like, just, but I, I think that you were right. Yeah. Like, I, I think that Penny Sewell could help this team. They would not be in the Super Bowl right now. They might not even be in the playoffs right now. And, I mean, because, again, I put – the majority of their success on Joe Burrow's shoulders. So, it's, right. But Joe Burrow's connection to Jamar Chase. But even from, is, a, is from, from a game planning standpoint from other teams. Exactly. Got, yeah, you know, there's so many you different know, factors there. there is. And, uh, I really think that if they don't have Jamar Chase, they're not in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl at all either. They might make the playoffs, but they would have been bounced out bounced, by the Raiders. Bounced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I think that was, that was the right call. And look, you have this draft. And free agency, that offensive line. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. And then, I don't even want to But that's easy, though, right? They could add the offensive line help. No problem. Giants. (laughs) I know. New new regime, new new vision. I'm I'm just saying. But, like, Uh, it's not as easy. It's easier said than done. It is. Absolutely. But, but again, like, a lot of times, too, when you're this bad and you're also this good on top, like, in spite of that – it's hard to get worse at that position. Like, right. you kind of look at the Bengals right now, along the offensive line, it's like, well, they can only upgrade, really. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm saying. They're that bad. The offensive line's that bad where it's like, they can only really upgrade, and they're in the Super Bowl right. with that offensive line. So, man. What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my point. All right. So, that completes our little recap of the conference championship weekend. Now it's time to get into stuff around the league going on right yes. now. And how can we go any further than talk about the greatest of all time retiring from uh, football? And that's Tom Brady. So, Connor, I think I think I texted you. I text a lot of people this because, you know, given that, you know, our friends know we do this and our friends know that we love football and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like naturally we get an influx of texts when, like, you know, certain things happen. So when Brady retired – that's kind of like – well, we kind of knew this on, like, Friday. It came out from Shefty and uh, Jeff Darlington. And Brady came out and, ignored, and like, said yeah. no. But, honestly, when Shefty reports something, I would say 99% of the time it, it's correct. It was very obvious that Brady wanted it to be – it to go out the way he wanted it to go out. And even he said – he goes, he didn't want to take the attention away from the conference championship yeah. games. Yeah. And Which, respect again, to Brady. Ultimate, yeah, I like – I don't I, – I know there's some, like, you know, there's some of the controversies with, like, the, the play game and everything like that. Stop. I know. Stop. I know. Just – Like, you, you mean, the dude is the greatest of all time. There's no conversation. He's, the, like, the ultimate – not he's the ultimate competitor, but he's the ultimate, like, sportsman, like, the – he is the face of, of a sport. Like, just – he exemplifies everything. Right. Everything you want in a player or, you know, an icon, 
he exemplifies, especially his smoking hot wife. Uh, uh, shout out to Giselle. And she wanted him. She's been wanting him to like, retire. She, she has. I get it, the frustration, especially the teams in his division or even in the conference, but like the frustrations of always having to deal with him. Like, I get it. At a certain point, if you're a football fan, respect greatness. Absolutely. Respect greatness. Absolutely. Okay. A lot of people I do it. I, I do it with Eagles players and Cowboys players and because we're different, we're different breeds. I feel like it's like it's it's not normal for like you know you're the right. average you're fan right. to right. feel this way. You're you know, right. like going back to last week when like the Cowboys like you know lost and like my friends getting like texts like oh the Cowboys suck blah blah. I'm so past all that shit. Yeah. You know, I don't care what you do. I First care off, what we do going forward. I, 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 won't, I, won't say, I won't lie to you and say that I'm not happy the Cowboys lost. I am. Yeah, but, of course I am, but, but I'm not going to, like, gloat, I, I, you know? I, I, what, what do I have to gloat on? Exactly. But what do I have to gloat on? We lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, uh, we looked like uh, a peewee team. Yeah, sure. right. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I'd be happy if I was in their position. Right. Lost. Like, exactly. I'd be because happy. They, they have so many good pieces going yeah. forward. So, you know, it's going to be. And, and again, players I love. I love Dak. I love Dak. I love like, Dak too. I, I, you know, CD Lamb. Like I love like a lot of the guys. I don't like CD. I'm out on CD. Really? Yeah, I'm out on CD. Yeah, yeah. Out. I, I would like him if he was an Eagle, of course, but he's like that type of like player. If I he's playing for like a rival team, I don't like him. But if he's playing for me, I love him. Sean Avery. Yeah, <laughs> but also when CD, I'm out on Amari Cooper. Well, he's probably going to be another year. Apparently, that's what I'm hearing. So, I would have got rid of him, in my opinion. That's that's just me. So, Dallas, Dallas's management might keep them from. Well, I think, <laughs> let, I think like, they have. let me they rephrase. That they have yeah. they have kept them from winning a championship, but they're going to continue to do so because they make horrible roster decisions. Uh, one for um, example is. Um, their corner on the other side of Trayvon Diggs. What Anthony's? What, what's his uh, name? No, would it? Would it? Well, I know he was horrible this year, but let's say, and like, and like roster management, if they made the, the decision to keep Chudobe, uh, Chudobe okay. over him, yeah. then maybe they make it past a little bit. They got a good cornerback duo there. So, anyway, that, that, we're talking about Brady right now. This isn't yeah, about yeah, Dallas, yeah, yeah. but anyway, we'll get back to the subject. Sometimes we get off track and you know, it happens, but, but anyway. I feel like this was like a closing the door on my childhood because I saw Breeze retire. I saw Peyton Manning retire. I saw Andrew Luck retire. I saw Ben Roethlisberger retire. Ben Roethlisberger didn't do it too much for me. It was really Brady going. Well, yeah. Well, Brady it, was you know? also before then, too. And it here's is. The thing is, I was eight when he started playing. And that's the thing. It's, it's kind of like – I'm about, not 30, by the way. It's about, like, conscious memories, too, right? Like, and in relation to age. Like right. Like, when Eli and Roethlisberger and – and, again, I, I'm just saying those – in 2004, like, we remember, like – that was already, like, well into our, like, we're addicted to football. Right. Like, Brady, what, 99? 99, yeah, he was yeah, out. Yeah. And um, I remember, I still remember, like I remember well, the game. I, I was watching I know. the game. I remember so going down. Right, I remember that. But I'm just saying, like I remember, like uh, I went to my neighbor's house for a Super Bowl party. It was 2001. Mm-hmm. You know, September 11th just happened, yeah. and like you know, um, I see Brady go against the greatest show on turf. You know, with the Rams, yeah. and everyone's going like, you know, I really want the Patriots to win, but I was like, you know, kind of want the Rams to win because you yeah. know I love Tory Holt, I love, Tory Holt, I love um, Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk Mark Bolger. Yeah. 
all that crap. No, not Mark Bolger. I'm sorry. Oh, Kurt right. Warner. I'm sorry. Mark Bolger was after Kurt Warner. Yeah. But anyway, regardless of the fact. The great Mark Bolger. Yeah, the great Mark Bolger. But even that, when he wants to Carolina, when he gets the Carolina Panthers too, just watch, just watching him just rise to these occasions, these great moments with players like Dion Branch and like, you well, know, you know, you Troy know what Brown. I, what I think about is too, and like this kind of goes back to my whole conscious thought is like, so I, I, I remember watching football since like I can remember like, you know, watching stuff. Absolutely. Like, but you, you can't say that you're, uh, like a diehard, like you remember, like all these certain games until probably a certain age. I like will say like eight or nine, like where you're like you're getting up every Sunday and watching, like you have your football, you open your football, and you're right, right, right. Them. Like there's a certain point, and around a little bit before the time, and like we obviously had fathers that watched football, so like yes, that helps. But like around, it was a little bit before you know Brady came in, where I was like kind of addicted to football, but. Uh, around the time that Brady did come into play was like when I just remember like you know always just getting like what like football Sunday was a religion then. Yes. before then it was like oh football like like oh, I love football I want to watch it but like yeah but like after like around that time not because of Brady but around that time like football was a religion for me so Brady was always involved in my my football memories and I still remember that night watching um, watching that game and Bledsoe going down and this guy named Tom Brady coming in. And I talked to so many people about this too. Like there was sort of a weird, like a weird vibe when he, he came in where like, you know, whenever like uh, a game like nowadays or, you know, even in the last decade or whatever, like, Quarterback goes down, an unknown quarterback comes in. Like, uh, for example, with Jets, Jets, Jets with Mike White this year. Yeah, right. Like, it's like this kind of unknown, and like you know, you don't know what to expect. And there's kind of a little bit of excitement for it, but you, 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 for the most part, you know it's not going to pan out. Right. When Brady came, but in, it gives you something to be excited. Exactly. About, you know, yeah. this is an unknown. It's like you don't right. know, and like, and and I think Brady is part of the reason behind this. Is like, could this guy end up being great? Like, you know, I, no, nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows. Like, you, you never know. Right. But there was sort of like this mystique around Brady. And I can't say for, you know, the amount of times this might have happened beforehand, like in the earlier days, in the I'm 70s, and 80s. Jeff Hostetler. That's different. That's Is it? Different. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he wasn't. Like he had his moment of glory, but it wasn't great. I know it's a full symphony now. No, I know, but he won. He won a Super Bowl, but like that was it. Like, right, he didn't do like Brady. And, well, yeah, I know. I know you can't compare. Everyone well, you, Brady. Well, you, we also but mentioned Mike about, White, though. I'm know? talking about. I, no, and sure, that, I'm saying to yeah. related with that. That's Nick fine. Foles. Yeah, uh, but no? okay, but like I, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about like now. I'm talking about relating to like Brady, where like. You never know, and like someone to have a great career. Yeah, well, this is this is like an outlier behind everything else. Absolutely. In absolutely. most cases, you have the Jeff Hostetler, you have the Nick Foles, sure. you have the or Mike you just Blake. have shit, or you just have yeah. shit, or you have dog shit, but, and it ruins your and it ruins your whole entire like season. Much like Dak going down last year in 2020, you have Andy Dalton come in, Andy Dalton has some well, starter experience, I mean, but the team sucks. Shit. Dak's a great example of actually of the Brady S thing. Correct. Romo go Dak drafted in the fourth round. Now people knew Dak more than 
Brady. I mean, Brady won a national championship in Michigan, but like Brady was driving the around. He wasn't expected to be this good guy. Dak was kind of like a quarterback. Like he, Mississippi State was one of the best teams in the league that year. And Dak right. was one of those prospects where it's like, I don't know if he is going to be great, but he has a lot of tools and like could be. He's a, he's one of those like interesting prospects. So like. People knew of him, but drafting the fourth round, you're still not expecting him to be. And okay, so into- when you when you draft someone in the third, fourth round, it's usually like a low end starter to a high end backup. That's that's what you're looking at, exactly. you know. So to have 100%. like a hit like this on Dak is I, well. I, I'll be honest with you. I think Dak is Russell Wilson's another one, the third round. Yeah, you know? and and just because Russ was drafted, uh. uh like a round before Dak, where and Russ had a little bit more steam than Dak. Did. I think Russ was like a sixth or seventh round pick up until the Senior Bowl happened. He yeah, lit yeah. up the entire yeah. practice. But but I'm saying then like Russ had a little bit more steam than Dak did. But you can still use Russ for this example. Of but course. like Dak, I would say is the the closest thing to the Tom Brady situation. I w- I would say like, that I haven't seen yeah. anyone else that's been able to be like, oh, you're this major superstar quarterback that's getting all this money now and you were a fourth round pick and you came in after you know your other starter went down and that pretty much ended his career and i'm trying to think i can't think of anything of that magnitude i think that's that that, that, you're right i think that's a good comparison that's the closest you can get regardless though like i just remember like that day there was like this mystique around him where like there was like an energy with it where you're like uh, like, oh, who is this guy? And then he came in and performed, and it was just that one game where he came in and played, and you're like, wow, this guy looks really good. And he now, commands an offense. People listen to him. And, it's... and now when you see it, like, you just think, like, oh, it's because people don't know, and that usually is the case. Of but course. back then, you didn't really think that, and, and it wasn't the case. Like, Brady then turned into the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, well, I mean, watching him play – and, and, I'm, and, like, I'm sure people say this all the time with, like, great quarterbacks and stuff. Like, we'll never see another, like, uh, you know, Bart Starr. We'll never see another uh, Johnny Unitas. We'll never see another Roger Staubach. We'll never see another uh, Joe Montana. But I am surely confident we will never, ever see another Tom Brady. I, I Tom Brady so. is just – Definitely in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, definitely in our lifetime. I'll be long gone before anybody yeah. comes into the game like this. And uh, the game I might just, be different by that point. Well, I mean, look how much has changed between uh, Montana and now. But, like, but, but here, here, here's my most important thing that I want to bring up uh, is like, you know, and this is mainly for my, our generation. We're, we're 30. Um, so, you know, maybe some of you Connor has another are, month left of his 20s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe some of you listeners are a little bit older, a little bit younger, whatever. But like, uh, you know, we you know we got to see kind of like the tail end of Michael Jordan, the tail end yes. of Wayne Gretzky. Um, I, I won't really say the tail end of Barry, but I mean kind of the tail end of Barry Bonds, and I would say Barry Bonds is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Okay, but not. At the, just, not just, I just want to say something about that, about that real okay. quick. He's had a Hall of Fame career before the steroids. Put him Since in the one, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Put him in the thank Hall you. of Fame. Thank you. With or without the steroids, I don't care. Absolutely. But, Roger Clemens too. Put I, him I, in I, don't, I don't. I don't want to get into all that. Right yeah. Now. Me either. So I, I'll go off. But but I mean, we'll just even use Barry Bonds, even though Barry Bonds doesn't have the same like level status as Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, or Tom Brady for that matter. There's you can make an argument that Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player ever, but. Uh, he, he's not, there's a lot of different guys, but I digress. 
we watched, like we actually got to sit and watch from jump to the finish, the greatest football player ever. Yes. And that is something that really resonates. And like how many times did you see like a two-minute like warning and Tom Brady's down by like two points or three points or whatever it is? I can turn the TV off knowing that they're going to win. Yeah. And it's just – it's amazing. It's it's. I would kill to have him I, on my team. I I watched two Super Bowls with the Giants, where each time they scored what most people would be excited about, like oh, it's it's over. They scored. They won the game. And I believe you know each time there was a minute, maybe a little less than a minute, maybe a little over a minute left, and I was mortified. I was like, and you know why I was mortified? It was man. They're just going to give me that high just for Tom Brady to give me the bird and score and break my heart. Like, I'd rather lose by 40, and I'd watch that happen. Right. Like, I'd rather lose by that to have my heart broken. And each time I was like, oh, God. Yeah, dude, you know what? And there were miracles both times where they stopped him because I was – and one of them was a pass into the end zone where I – Luckily, the other time they were way backed up where they weren't able to get it to the end zone. But the one time where they did, I was just like, there's no way they're not going to. I would this. not trade that feeling for what I felt in 04. What I felt in 04 was just terrible. Yeah. With, uh, with the with the Eagles losing Terrell to the page at that time. But yeah, I mean, Terrell Owens. I mean, I, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish we had more than one year with them or one and a half years, whatever it was. But. Greatest to ever live. I'm actually really shocked that he actually retired. Me too. I, I thought he was going to announce he's going to come back for one more year. I thought he was going to do one more. I would have picked the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. And I would have, <laughs> like, oh, hands down. Yeah. And I kind of like, I mean, again, like, I, I, I don't take him to the family stuff because, like, that's not me. Like, I don't know what goes on with his family. Like, and that's, you know, his decision. But in terms of everything else that we can see, like, playing, he could still play. Yeah. And two, the Bucks, like, they're not going to have big turnover. Like, they're really not. No, but they didn't have a lot of big turnover when the Jameis Winston bridged to Tom Brady, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, like, when, when, when Jameis Winston was the quarterback there and then they had Tom Brady, they won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, well, there's So now they don't have Tom Brady anymore. No, no, so, no but like, I'm saying, I'm, I'm not the buck. I'm saying for Tom Brady's sake, I was like, it's not like, oh, everyone's leaving and, like, the team's going to be, like, a rebuild or whatever. It's like, no, you're still having most no, of your guys come back, and it's like but they you will can be, still have a Super Bowl roster. They'll be average. With Tom Brady? What, next year? No, like, without Tom Brady. No, I'm sa- I'm, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, for Tom Brady's, like, decision-making, it's like, oh, if I do one more oh, year. Talking, oh, are you talking about decision-making? Okay. Yeah, I'm saying, like, like, oh, I do one more year. It's not like, oh, like, this year was, like, the last chance they had where, like, then everyone is a free agent, and, you know, the well, team gets exploded. But no, like they would have another year because again, all those like signs it did, a lot of them were like two year deals or like right. big extensions. They want to be there as long as Tom is. They can yeah. franchise Godwin again. I'm sure he would be like, screw it. Like, I think he's gone. Well, now I do. But like, but they said that's their top Future priority. Eagle. Maybe I saw that too. But yeah. but like for Tom, if, if if Tom was like, I'm coming back for a year. All of them. Oh, yeah. All of them are They'll coming back. They'll sign up for it. All of them are coming yeah. back. And, yeah. They How do you even get some guys to take a pay cut for And it. they're going to get better through the draft. Like, exactly. Uh, and, and the injuries come back. Like, 
I was just kind of shocked at that. I was like, uh, after one more year, I could definitely see it, but I was a little surprised. Yeah, I, w- I would like him to go the Jerome Bettis route, end up on top, you know? Yeah, but but still, I mean, you know, the dude's won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> seven and three in Super Bowls. Yeah. Two and, losses and, and against the Giants. I'm, I'm someone, too. Like, I feel like not a lot of people do this, and a lot of – in all sports, they always bring up, like, well, they lost this much. I'm like, I put getting to the Super Bowl as a major achievement. Right, especially in football, where it's one game in the playoffs, where it's like you got to win this game. Like, there's actually one thing I wanted to bring up about that too, and it pissed me off so much, and it has to do with my own fan base. All right, so the thing that really stuck out to me when Brady retired was, and I love my fan base, I love the Eagles, I love all this stuff, and maybe it's fun, maybe it's not, but too many people were tweeting out what. The last Super Bowl that um, Tom Brady lost was against the Eagles, and, like, they just gloated over it. But come on, man. The guy has seven rings. You know, like – And you know what the other thing is, too, with that is, like, you didn't win it because Tom Brady – he threw for 500 yards. Tom Brady had one of the greatest – maybe the greatest Super Bowl performance ever in that game. It was like, if anything, the defense blew it. Yeah. And and it doesn't take anything away from – the Eagles' victory and Nick Foles and of the course. greatness of that. Of but course. like, but I was like, I was like, the, they did not lose that game because of Tom Brady. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Tom Brady was spectacular, and we were able to keep up with him. And ultimately, it was, was what won us the game. We got that one sack, and Brandon Graham, love you. I, you're the, you're the man. Oh, that was the difference maker in the game. That was so big. And like, yeah. look, as a Giants fan, I don't know what came over me. In that game, maybe it was just the underdog mentality with the Nick Foles thing, but I legitimately, and I'm saying this on the air, I was rooting for the Eagles to win that game. I'm glad. I'm glad. But, uh, you know, I can't say the same against the Giants. That's that, fair. That's that fair. was early in the I, tenure. Look, and I, I, I feel almost kind of a little, little bit of disgust and guilt with that, but I, I'm being true. I'm being honest with yeah. you. I, I was rooting for the Eagles to win that game. Because of just the underdog stuff with the Nick Foles and everything, and I also love Brandon Graham, the old Michigan boy. But, Absolutely. Um, but I. Well, we're uh, going to get our head coach back, huh? Yeah. I know you're not too happy about it. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Too, and when I say I'm a Michigan boy, I'm I'm a, I'm a Jersey kid. I, I just love Michigan University. But uh, sorry, Connor no, got I, me. Connor got me on the team this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I'm crashing on the bandwagon. Yeah. But, no, I'm fine with Harbaugh coming back. I mean, he has been the best coach in the last, you know, 15 years or so. Right. Maybe 20. I mean, he's gotten the farthest. Uh, but uh, I, it, it, it's a different story. It is a different story. It is a different story. But Tom Brady, man, I mean, what a career. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd come back for one more, but you know, when it's when it's your time, it's your time. It's your time. But. What a turning of the tide for NFC quarterbacks, you know, which is the next thing I want to get into. And it's going to be a short conversation yeah. because a uh, report came out today that uh, Aaron Rodgers bought some uh, property down there in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and he expressed some interest that he would be willing to play for the Titans. And last what, last week or the week before, whatever it was, we were going on uh, talking about the Tennessee and Cincinnati loss. And I was like, you know, I mean – don't be surprised if Tennessee's in the market to upgrade a quarterback, you know? like, again, because first off, like, Tannehill would be a rap, especially with all the teams that need quarterbacks. He'd be a hot commodity elsewhere. Like, he would. I would take him over Jimmy G any day of the week. And yeah, Jimmy I would G's too. The, and Jimmy G's the only other, like, semi, you know, hot commodity between, like, teams that have are going to draft these quarterbacks. Because, look, let's be honest. 
all these quarterbacks in this draft are projects. And I know I've spoken like before about, you know, not being high on any of them, but I'm most definitely going to be wrong with at least one, maybe two of them. And again, it's all about fit. It's all about, you know, you know what kind of develop them. Connor, I'm gonna coach Connie there for a second. Hey guys, by the way, on the air now that that's that's out there, I call Connor Connie sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm glad you mentioned that because the Senior Bowl week and up until the draft, you're gonna see some guys emerge because sure. you're not alone with this whole draft class being complete terror. Everyone, right? everybody agrees with that. But. They do, they do. Um, but I think you're gonna see Pickett. I've heard is the most consistent. Malik Willis is has a cannon for but an Malik arm. Malik Willis has the highest ceiling, hands down. He Malik, does. Malik Willis, but, like, if everything turns out well, he can be a star quarterback. Yes. But it's just there's a lot of – he's raw. He's going to sit raw. for a year, yeah. I think, but in my opinion. To be honest with you, and, again, not that everyone is, is going to sit for a year because there are teams that need quarterbacks, but, like – I think all of these quarterbacks should sit for a year. Thank you. And and there's a lot of like Jimmy G is a great bridge guy. He's already proved that. But yes. like as much as I don't like Jimmy G as like you know a franchise quarterback, perfect bridge guy. Yes. Like kind of like you know you you have your Fitzpatrick's and your your Bridgewaters. Jimmy G's right there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has proved himself to be more than that. He'll be a hot commodity to whatever team because. It, like put it this way: If Ryan Tannehill goes to a team like Pittsburgh, they can be they're a playoff team. Absolutely, they're a playoff team. Yeah. If he goes to a team like the Saints, they're a playoff team. Yep. If he goes to a team like the Buccaneers, they're a playoff team. Yep. If he goes to a team like Washington, the Commanders, <laughs> they could be. I, I By doubt. The way, it, but terrible name. Horrible. But do you like the jerseys? Yes, I like the jerseys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I know they were taking heat for the jerseys too, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with. The I don't have a problem with them either. I, do, I, I think the name I, I, is going to grow on you, like the football team. Well, did. I'll also say, well, the football team never grew on me, I, and I, that's another thing. I don't understand all the people that were like, "Oh, might as well just keep the football team," or like, "Yeah, I'm kind of like okay with the football team." I hate that shit. I hate it. I absolutely despise it. I don't want it at all. Give it a name. Commanders, I will say, isn't the worst name. Like, there were – the presidents drove me crazy. Um, there were other oh. names out there that were bad. There were other names out there that I really liked, like keeping the red in there, like Red Wolves, Red Hawks, Red Tails. Can I throw red out something Hawks. dark? Yeah. All right. This is, this is dark. Mm. All right. But not too dark. The Washington Insurrections. Yeah, very – very dark. Right? Come on, I mean, come on, come on, like, or the Washington, like, someone even tweeted out the... No, no one will ever do it. And then, no, no one will ever that's do it, but, like, that's just me just, like, trolling yeah, yeah, yeah. on, like, you know, of course, the events that happened last year and stuff. I, essentially, Commanders is, like, just like what Cleveland did. And, I, look, I get it. It's it's a tough, like, you're really trying to dance around and make a basic name because you don't want to offend anyone because you have. So, like, with, like, Cleveland, like, the Indians... Um, Changing to the Guardians, I was like, and, and I'm like, look, I'm all, I'm like, I'm, I'm a white dude, like, I, I don't understand the plight of anyone else, like, so, like, if, if people had a problem with that, like, absolutely change it, like, you should yeah. absolutely change it, and uh, well, even going I, I, back, I just, I just think, I just think, like, you're finding big, like, Guardians is like, ugh, and Commanders, like, uh, like, 
if anything, like I would say, like do something that's more prideful to the indigenous people of America, where of course. it's like something like that. Like, like I mean, again, I can't speak for it, but the Chiefs or the Braves, those are like prideful names where it's like you're also giving like respect back to them you know i think that would have been cool but even if you're not doing that come up with something better like commanders right and and guardians i'm like oh god yeah, well, like you're just so basic like you're not not the worst thing in the in the world but just even like I, I've, I've been buying season tickets for the eagles since 2010 so I went to, of course, all the divisional games. And whenever I go to Washington games, there always be protesters there protesting the name, yeah. you know, at the time. Yeah. So at, at first, like like the – I'll say it on there. The Redskin name is what I've always known as Washington yeah. being attached to them because it's, that's what it's been. That's what it's always been. But it took me a little bit to educate myself on how it could be very offensive. And it is very yeah, offensive. I, yeah. I'm all for changing it. Yeah. I, I, again, yeah. I, I, I fully supported changing it and – it's not even even if it if I wasn't, it's not up to me. Right, like, I'm. I, that is not my people. Exactly. Like, hey, if I'm a fan of Washington, I support them either way. 100%, 100%, you know? yeah, it, it doesn't I matter. Make, day, it shouldn't matter. I want to make everybody feel comfortable. You know, yeah. number one is the, that priority. And if, if that changes, I, I mean, I think their logo is pretty cool. I think their jerseys are pretty cool. You know, the name sucks, but you know that's just my. Is their logo changed? Yeah, the logo changed a little bit. It's like a W still, but it's like. Like a like a, I don't want to say three D type of thing, but like uh, the W is yeah, a little I, bit different. Uh, I, might, I might not have zoned in on that. Too. Yeah, I, I, well, I, don't really, I don't really care. Uh, like, and they stole the farmers' insurance. I'm happy they're not football team anymore because I honestly hated that, and I know for some reason a lot of people liked it, but I hated it. I didn't mind it. I'm gonna be. I'm I'm in the I'm in that group of people that actually didn't like you know well, like, liked it or mind it. I, mind it. I hated it because they. It sectioned them off. Like they're the one team that's oh the Washington football team. Like what what are we? Yeah, like, no, I get like it. you're not with the rest of the league. Like come up with a name. Right. Um, but whatever. It it, it is what it is. I like, I'll, I'll probably get used to the commanders. Or the like, they have to come with a nickname. You will, and you're comms. gonna like it. The comms. <laughs> the commanders. Commanders. Ooh, the manders. Hey, that sounds pretty good. I'm not I'm not mad at it. You know. Either way, um, you know, they, they did what they right. could. They chose a name, and they got to roll with it, so. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in here. No, good, jump in. One of the last things that I want to touch on is the Florida situation. Let's do that. Actually, there's some things we could talk about, but I think we should wait till – we'll wait till next week to talk about that, but Flores has to be addressed. Yes. So we were talking about this actually before we started the podcast tonight and whether, like, is there a problem with – you know, minority head coaches in the league and stuff. And I think we both agree that there, there, there very much is. There definitely is. And now this is such a hard topic because where I stand is um, it, it's, and it's, it's similar to a lot of social um, social situations where it's like um, a quality of like opportunity versus like uh, – just, just a, a quality period, right? So, um, I, I like with with this situation. So the, the lawsuit obviously uh, addresses my the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos. Yes. Now, uh, the Giants and the Broncos, I 
that, like I don't know how this, these lawsuits work where it's multiple organizations where like I don't know like do they just treat them separately I'm, I'm not entirely sure about the legal process there but I don't think there's no evidence with the Giants or the Broncos that I especially the Broncos that I know of that will benefit Brian Flores because for instance like I know for Giants for a fact Mara wanted Brian Flores as his as his coach he brought in he he called him before even hiring Joe Shane um saying you're a very serious candidate and that's who I want don't make a decision and, yet all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. And, and Joe Shane you know obviously brought in Brian Dable who he has connections with so it makes sense but I know even up until that point Mara pressed Shane about Flores and uh Elway came out with a statement today about the whole like disheveled and like, you know, seeming very tired uh, topic. It was him flying into Miami to interview him and, or whatever, or not Miami, wherever, wherever it was to interview him. And he, I, 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 I'm not really sure about that. Like, but uh, I think like the giants got their guy based on the connections and the success those connections had. And that makes sense. Like, I understand that. So like, Look, there's going to be some times where the black head coach or just the minority head coach um, might not get the job because they're just not the the fit that some of the GMs want. But that doesn't like I think Flores lawsuit is definitely flawed, but I also think that it has merit to it. Where, it does. Where like I think the Rooney rule is. Again, I said it has its pros and cons. You know, it, it does. It's not a perfect rule, and it, it like okay, it's not it's, hard. The more it, I think about it, it's more con than it is. Pro. It, it's not hard to you know? interview black candidates or just minority candidates. It's not hard to do that, right? And just pick your guy that you want. But it it, it also has to like there are uh, again, you can have reasons to go one guy over the other, but I mean. Some of them are just ridiculous. And my main issue is the fact that because like with this whole lawsuit is the one thing that sticks out to me is the Miami Dolphins, the team that fired him. And that team, there's the I was claim, shocked by that. There's well, but there's the claim that Stephen Ross I know. came to Brian Flores and said, oh, so, we'll give you a hundred grand to like to lose every game you lose, you get a hundred grand, so we get a better draft position. And then there's the whole we know it's Deshaun Watson. This might be a Sterling type of situation. If that's true, they might they might force them to sell. They have to. I, I, yeah. I, in my mind, they absolutely have yes, to. Yes, absolutely. Because I agree. Then the tampering situation with the the yacht and bringing the quarterback, quote unquote, which we know is Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, bringing the quarterback on floors left, like that is the most screwed up thing I've ever heard. Yeah. In in terms of like public information about coaching and like what, what goes on there between owner and coach. Uh, and the fact that it just so happened to happen to a black coach um, versus like, are you never hear this about a white coach? Like that is a serious, serious issue that well, it needs to be addressed. We but said, I, we like, said, it, we said this too, just for an example, like I would have fired McCarthy. Absolutely. There, there's definitely a problem here. My thing is like, you can't just like, if, if a team 
is interviewing a white coach and a black coach and they decide to go to a white coach, you can't just say, oh, they went to white coach because of racism. And that's kind of how I well, feel yeah. the situation is when it's targeted towards the Giants um, and even maybe Denver to an extent. But, like, especially the Giants, I feel like you can't do that because there was an obvious connection there. And, like, Dable is a very, like, a real candidate. And he has been elsewhere, too. Like, it's just like, oh, we really just like Dable. And that that's just sometimes how it goes. Like, it's just candidate, like, oh, we, we better fit, whatever. We, we like this guy a little bit more. But at the same time, the stuff with Miami really goes to show that they're – I mean – this has been known for years now, and that's why the Rooney rule was created in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the Miami situation really goes to show, and the fact that he was fired in the first place, that there is definitely a problem with minority coaches and the opportunities that they have and their short leash, which right. is, I think, even more important than the the oper- like than the opportunities, I guess, because short lease adds to the opportunity. Of course, of course. And, and, and you look up, like, who's the only black coach that's had, like, tenure? Like Tomlin. Uh, Tomlin. Yeah, Tomlin. That's really that, it. That's it. That's really it, and there's no yeah. reason for it. So, uh, the, 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 Steelers, is, the Steelers are also, like, very loyal to head coaches. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Art Rooney is one of the greatest, like, yeah. and he, well, Rudy Rule, like he's he's exactly. the one that's behind all. And of like, like that's where the rule really came into effect was the hiring process of Tomlin. I think they uh, had the decision made, and they were just satisfying that rule. And Tomlin came in and just blew the doors off an well, interview. The Rudy Rule was like recent, like it was relatively recent. Where well, that, no, where no, that, this is this is this is before Tomlin was hired. Not the Rooney Rule. Yes, it was. Was it? Absolutely. I believe the Rooney Rule has been like a thing for the last like twenty years. But the biggest thing I have with this whole thing is, and why I uh, think it was established in two thousand three. Right. Okay, and like the thing I have with this is, uh, with um, which book? Where was that going? Oh, but, yeah. they, but they changed it. They changed it in twenty twelve. Like they added to it in twenty twelve, where you I think you had to uh, hire at least or interview at least two. Oh, they did. And they, they had two external. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, so that, which is the big kind of move. Gotcha. Again, it has its pros and cons because yeah. you already have your you have your mind made up. Yeah. Much like the giant situation, I mean, you can't really prove it or yeah. whatever. But and I mean, at least I don't think you can. And then, no, you really like I I've looked at this like you really just. Can't. But like then you're interviewing minority coaches with knowing that you're not going to hire them, you know? So like you're wasting time. Yeah, and, and that well, that's part of the the, the lawsuit. Like, right. That's part of it the is. Issue it is. And, which I, I think is absolutely ridiculous because I think a lot of these candidates, Brian Flores included, but also Eric Bieniemy, like there's guys that I'm like I would be ecstatic about. I think that they are very much like more qualified than some of these other guys. Exactly, I'd be but, ecstatic with a name that really makes me believe that this whole well, I, I believe this whole thing is real. Is Jim Caldwell? Yeah, this guy's been on the streets for like years, and he's a very smart offensive mind. And if you want to go the route of having that offensive type of coach, I think Jim Caldwell is awesome. Matthew Stafford credits Jim Caldwell all the time. Darylovsky, he was a horrible quarterback, loves like Jim Caldwell. He's a great analyst. Great analyst. Yeah, I mean, he knows what he's talking about. He's like a coach in the sense that like he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. I mean, actually, all of the coaches like Mike Kafka, Ken Dorsey, who are yeah, 
they're all terrible NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. But, and uh, then uh, just to uh, also piggyback on it, like when Sirianni was hired last year, so the thing I really wanted for him being a first-time head coach, first-time play caller, because Frank Wright calls all the shots where he was in Indianapolis at the time, was hiring like a veteran or like a tenured like offensive mind who's called plays before, who's at the head coaching position. I really wanted Jim Caldwell in there yeah. to really just give some insight. But you know, it didn't I, honestly, happen, but. the bottom line, like I hate to say this, is we don't have the answers for it. Like, we don't. Because, again, we can't get into the mind of the owners or the coaches. But, like, if I'm putting myself in, like, the general manager position and, like, I think it's so cliche and easy to say that, like, oh, I'm not looking at color, right? Like, but, like, you know, sometimes, like, it, it's just about, like, what the better fit is. But then other times – it, it's not like yeah. there's just sometimes where it is. And like, for instance, like the Giants situation as a Giants fan, like if you're giving me, and I've said this, Dable or Flores, I'm taking Dable. Like I want Brian Dable. I, I believe what Brian Dable can bring to the table is more effective than what I think Brian Flores can. And and it could be wrong, could be wrong. Of course but that, that's just my point, point of like what I'm saying. But also at the same time, if you say – uh oh! If you're interviewing Eric Bieniemy versus Kevin O'Connell, like if just me, just my opinion, what I've what I've seen is like I would feel a lot more comfortable hiring Eric Bieniemy over Kevin O'Connell. Sometimes it's just it's just fit I would and, rather and, and hire what, Eric Bieniemy or Brian Flores over O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, and and what you're you're bringing to the table and what candidates that you interview. And yes, it's just such a hard topic. To bring in, but the bottom line is there absolutely is a minority coaching issue in this league, and there's a lot of great, great minority coaches with excellent minds and and talent for this that can absolutely be stud head coaches. And I I think they're there. I don't know the answer to how it gets they get more involved, but they need to figure something of course and like before we get out of here i just want to mention like you know a perfect name for this certain topic is david cully you know uh, another, another one that goes kind of swept under the rug exactly i don't understand what did you expect from that team this year to fire david cully he got 10 times as much that like than i expected because not only did they win more games than i thought they would they beat good teams and they turned davis mills into a guy that it's like Huh? Maybe you shouldn't be like, I don't, you know, I don't think you're a superstar, but like, you were decent, right? Like, exactly. Like, what? Why are you firing? Him? Not. I'm. I'm telling you, I can't think of any head coaches that would have had a better like result no, out of that team. No, like even the greats. If Andy Reid is there, yeah, like maybe just from sheer experience, like okay, they win like a game or two. A, more, I was about to say a game or two, but like. The the like that that equals out that cancels out essentially. Yeah, right. What, what you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I I think that while some of this lawsuit is misguided and some of it is very very real, I, it's it's a weird lawsuit because it, it just it combines too much yeah. in my eyes, and I don't know how that works out. Um, but I feel like the presence of this lawsuit is good, right? In the sense that it will progress more because like like essentially what Brian Flores said he's like I'm aware that I'm pretty much like 
giving up my like this this might be a – He's gonna get a job again. I mean, Hopefully. I I, I hope, hope he does. does I man. hope he does because he's a great football but, but, coach. But he, ain't, but he ain't wrong with the sense where like I could get with Colin Kaepernick. He's not wrong. Colin Kaepernick. This is literally identical to the Colin Kaepernick situation yeah. where it's like you're gonna get blackballed, but you getting blackballed might help the next generation. I hope he doesn't, but I think just the presence of this will. And I hate to say, like, put pressure because it, it shouldn't just be put pressure. It should be like, hey, this guy is definitely qualified and we want him. But regardless of the fact, if, if pressure is what it takes to turn the tide, then so be it. Yeah. Like, for the love of God, man. Like, there's so many good candidates out there. There is. Um, including Brian Flores. Yeah. That should have a job. And Do Staley. Another one, oh, in my opinion. God, I know. I, I've been kind of wanting Deuce Staley for a while. Yeah. But, a lot of people in Philly uh, still think that Deuce Staley should be the head coach of the Eagles. So, I mean, shit. Patrick Graham should have a head coaching he job. He should have a head coaching job. Next year. Leslie Frazier just have a yeah. second shot at yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, anyway, with that said, Connor, I don't think that we had any more, more, anything else more to get into. I think we're about yeah, – yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll get into more Super Bowl week. Very big week in the NFL. I'm very much looking forward to it. We got a big matchup going, and uh, with that said, I guess we'll we'll sign off right now, and we'll uh, we'll draw it up next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.